2: Locked on. lock on. Locked. Locked. locked 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 on.
1: Locked on Cowboys. Cowboy. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, presented by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast, Landon. What is going on, sir?
2: Not a lot. Uh, Just sitting here and and trying to figure out exactly what time it is because it's dark outside because of all the fires that are nearby me. But everyone's safe. Everyone's okay. And I think it'll be good. But but it's it's a little bit eerie. And uh, I think... The only other thing that's more eerie is how quickly this uh, Cowboys NFL football yeah. season snuck up on us, frankly, because we are now on Tuesday of Week One. Like that yesterday at you know during the holiday, it was so weird because like I kept on thinking this is this is game week. We are in yeah, game week. It seems week. really weird. It's so yep. bizarre. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited and still kind of stunned, frankly, that we are here. But uh, we got to We got to get going. We got a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, we do. And we got a lot of good questions today from you guys on Twitter. Uh, And there are quite a few of them. uh, People wanting to know about this Rams game, starting to preview this game. And let's go ahead and get into it, Landon. Uh, This first question comes from Chandler. What are your favorite matchups to watch going into Sunday Night Football? There's a lot of intriguing ones here between, you know, obviously Aaron Donald on the offensive or going against this offensive line, uh, Jalen Ramsey against potentially Amari Cooper. But which one are you the most interested in seeing?
2: Well, I think Jalen Ramsey versus Amari Cooper is going to be a good matchup. I mean, I I honestly think in general the wide receivers versus the secondary is going to be a pretty decent matchup. I, you know, they, Troy Hilde had a pretty good year last year, and and you know they 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 lost Weddle, but Taylor Rapp, who is you know no favorite of both of ours and yeah, Cowboys yeah, Nation, yep. uh, is is back, and I think he's healthy. He's hopefully going to make, or hopefully for them, going to make make the the week one game. And then they got John Johnson, who I, I think we were also... I mean, I was a fan of, of when he came up. I'm pretty yeah. sure you were, too. Um, so I, I think they got a nice little young secondary. I don't know exactly uh, who their nickel corner is at this point, but I, that might be a spot. Maybe it's probably... Ter- Terrell Burgess because I know he did a little bit of that in college. Yeah, but they also the have, have liked, uh, David Long.
1: Uh, David Long <laughs> yeah. is a guy that okay. they drafted from Michigan a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. But yeah,
2: yeah, that's right. It, okay, so it,
1: it it could be it very well could be uh, it could be um, Terrell Burgess in there as well. So that's going to be an interesting matchup. However, the Cowboys decide to go there.
2: Yeah, I think you know those those are all going to be interesting matchups just because there's there's some talent there. Uh, and then I you know I just think the. The matchup of the new new defensive coordinator for the Rams versus the Cowboys' offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, just in his second yep. year. Uh, you know, I, this is the, this guy's first time calling plays in, in the NFL, and I think it's his first time calling play. I don't think he's ever played called f- football plays for. For any major college football team, he, you know, I think he was like, you know, a defensive coordinator pre- previously at a, you know, directional state college, mm-hmm. uh, but then has been an understudy uh, for, um, uh, was it the the guys for the the coach for the, the Bears? Is the defensive? I'm like, totally blanking on me right now, um, but the, yeah, he's he kind of comes from that like aggressive. Uh, you know, they're going to play their safeties down closer to the line of scrimmage and, and kind of, you know, try to come at you and attack you. Um, and I think it's, it's uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see him calling his first defense really kind of without, we don't really have a full understanding of what it's going to be like. We basically are just basing it off of, you know, the coaches that he's coached under. Uh, and it gets, like, yeah. obviously a, a, an offensive coordinator who has had a lot of success last year for his first year, but still is, he himself, a very uh, young offensive coordinator in this league.
1: Yeah, I, that should be a lot of fun there. Um, here's here's another question that kind of ties in this. was from uh, at North of the Star. Uh, which matchup gives you the most concern, Landon? I think that Aaron Donald won. We have to worry about it because no Travis Frederick. Uh, the offensive lines a little beat up you know at right tackle but Lyle doesn't have to block you know Aaron Donald typically but what matchup are you the most concerned about
2: huh yeah I mean I I, I think that the one that really like concerns me though they can't we they have to find a way to uh, kind of get it stopped is is they have a collection of of wide receivers who are back and healthy now in cooper cup and robert woods and then van jefferson has been getting mm-hmm. very strong reviews out of camp and that's not surprising just based on the type of player that he was coming coming uh you know out of college i mean he's you know, he's that classic well-developed route runner type and so right, dead, right. His dad was an office as a wide receiver coach if i remember correctly um, and, you know, so I think that he's going to probably come in and just, you know, pick up right where he left off, like he was still in college. So uh, I, I, you know, with the Cowboys secondary kind of in flux, it's, it's, it's brand new. We got a rookie in there. There's just a lot of unknown there. So I, I have concerns in their ability, uh, uh, to, to cover these guys and especially, you know, against Sean McVay, who is, is very good at scheming wide receivers open.
1: Yeah, I think Dallas is probably going to be a little bit prepared to stop their 11 personnel set just because the Cowboys are used to running it in practice all the time. Right. So they they should be fairly familiar there. Uh, But for me, it's it's that Aaron Donald matchup. If they can control Aaron Donald at the line of scrimmage, uh, their linebackers are not great. Uh, The Cowboys should have a a pretty easy time running the football uh, against the Rams. Uh, Let's pause so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today.
3: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Okay, Landon, uh, this question comes from at quackedup 76 Um, He wants to know, what is the plan for the Cowboys at safety this year? We know Xavier Woods is going to be there. It sounds like he is healthy for week one. Tarion Thompson is going to factor in. But how do you see the safety situation playing out for the Dallas Cowboys this season?
2: You know, I think that's one of the more fascinating things that we're going to see on week 1 that I can't wait to, you know, get my hands on the all 22 tape to look at because frankly, the more they talk about it and the more you know, the closer we get to week 1, it really feels like the key word for all the defensive backs, frankly, not even just safety, uh is matchup. You know, is is the they want to be able to by week match up who they're playing, whose opponent they're playing and, and and make sure that they have their players aligned to to stop them, no matter what. Now, I I think that what that means is that the safety and cornerback position is going to be very fluid for, you know, I would say half of that defensive back room, you know? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, It's just, I think one of those things where, and they, and they have specifically said this, they've, come out and and said, hey, we we want you to be DBs, not just cornerbacks and safeties. So, you know, when you look at the roster, you look at Chidobe, uh, you know, Reggie Robinson, C.J. Goodwin, who I don't think will see the field, but I'm just listing guys that are on the team. You know, uh, Daryl Worley, all these guys who are... Uh, very flexible in the way that, I mean, really, Xavier Woods. You know, Xavier Woods, if you needed to, could easily play nickel or, you know, a, a, an inside cornerback spot. Yeah, he's done it before. He's done it before. Yeah, he started absolutely. out there in his, his rookie year. So um, I think that, you know, the key thing here is to, you know, maybe not concern ourselves with position and, and, and like, who's playing second safety. And maybe that's to take a cue from them. Maybe part of the reason that they're okay with Darian Thompson you know being listed as the second safety is the reality is that it's going to be Xavier Wood Xavier Woods and then a host of other players that are kind of rotating in and out of that position based solely on the matchups that week and the the offenses that mm-hmm. they're facing
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense to me i I'm, I'm curious to see how mike nolan mixes and matches with his safeties and frankly it sounds like the front office is really high on Brandon Carr. Now, I don't think he's going to play this week. Uh, he might not even play in week two, but I do expect Brandon Carr to be part of their defensive back rotation You know, in the relative future. I, I I don't think this is something where he's just going to spend all of his time on the practice squad. I think this was just a way to get him in the building and then kind of ramp him up for practice here, uh, or ramp him up for the games pretty soon. Do you, do you think Carr's going to... You know, I don't necessarily want to say start, but do you think he's going to play a big impact on this defense right away?
2: I mean, I think, you know, in the sense that he's a guy that you can bring in, he can do a lot of different stuff for you at a, you know, with a very high floor, you know, or at least a a pretty decent floor, especially for, you know, being... I don't know safety three or four and you know it's hard to even put him somewhere in the depth chart. I think he's just going to be a utility guy that they kind of throw out there uh, and, and match up as needed, you know. And whether it's matching up versus a tight end this week or you know maybe he's your fourth outside corner the next week, you know. I just think sure, I just sure. think that he's a guy that you have out there, uh, you know. And it's 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 tough for us to comment on his role because he it, it's probably going to change very vastly depending on on who you're playing so i think that's it he's just a rotational guy who is going to you know much in the way that we kind of thought about daryl worley just another guy who can do a whole bunch of things decent and and you deploy him as needed week to week depending on the opponent
1: yep that makes a lot of sense to me um Let's go ahead and get to, to some more questions. This one comes from Warner. He wants to know, rank the Cowboys passing options by targets. Um, let's go ahead and assume that everybody plays 16 games and there's no injuries and there's no you know, nagging. It, it nothing, nothing happens to all their top five receivers. Uh, how do you think this plays out in terms of the pecking order and targets?
2: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's tough. I I, I think you know by the end of the season it's not unrealistic to think CD Lamb is is getting more targets than Gallup. Um, and is that because
1: of the talent level or because of the slot versus the outside? Because they, the slot typically does gab, or you know gobble up a lot of targets.
2: I, I mean I think what's what's difficult to know right now is uh, is is how much is Cooper going to be in the slot, you know? So yeah. I, yeah. I, I think sure. I think but I think both of those things you mentioned are you know what? Are it's both. You know, it's both of those those reasons that 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 he could end up with more targets than than Gallup. Um, I yeah, I think it's more likely that that Lamb catches more balls, gets more targets, and Gallup's are, you know, by far the most efficient on the team probably because I think he's going to be the. I mean, if he yeah, the, the, he's got to improve on his catches. That's 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 a huge part. Yeah, of it. I would agree. But I think he's likely to be the guy that has the. Um, you know, the, the, the biggest yards per reception. He's, you know, 17-plus yards, you know, per catch and, and that sort of thing. So I think he's more of the, the field stretcher, down-the-field, big-play type who I think, you know, the thing he'll add to his uh, repertoire a lot more will be probably more digs, more in-cutting routes, you know, and, and, and then just kind of work that side of the the field being uh, maybe more of an X even than Cooper is where he's, he's kind of getting down field, whether it's, you know, eight routes, whether it's nines. Uh, or, or really, just, just whether it's it's six routes or coming inside. Like I think it's he's gonna find a way to expand his tree a little bit more. But I still think that the guys getting the the lion's share of the of the targets will be Cooper and Lamb.
1: All right, here's a here's a good one. Um, Ezekiel Elliott or Blake Jarwin for targets this year. Who sees more?
2: I think Zeke. I, I think there is gonna hmm. be a focus on 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 trying to get him the ball in the in the. Passing game, uh, and maybe that's part of how they, you know, they run less is is getting him short passes in and I and which you know this I don't think is a bad thing. I, I've always thought that if you could get Zeke the ball in the second level, like not just like a stop route where he's an outlet, but actually running yeah, yeah, routes yeah. in routes yep. with the ball,
1: it, where he has the ball going forward. That's dangerous, already. man. Yes. Like that's
2: if you see yep. see what happens on screens he's, it, when, when he has. He is one of the best in the NFL on receptions. Once he has the football,
1: the issue yeah, where he's is, already moving. The issue yep. is
2: getting him the football. Yep. If you get it to him standing still, that's not helpful. If he's running a Texas route, you know, a, an angle route or whatever you want to call it, I think you know those are ways to get him the football on the move, on the run, past the linebackers. And good luck having your safeties and corners, try
1: to to uh, tackle Zeke Elliott on the move. Yeah, I I agree. I think Zeke's targets are going to go up, but I am going to push back a little bit on Jarwin versus Zeke. I I think Jarwin's going to have a monster year. I I really do. I think, so Jason Witten caught 63 passes last year. Jarwin was in that 30 range. I don't think, you know, I don't think you could add those together and think that Jarwin's going to get, you know, 100 receptions this year. Uh, But is 67, 70 receptions Possible for for Jarwin this year? I think so. And, like, look, I think this week against the Rams, uh, they've got some fantastic corners, but it's their linebackers and safeties that are, you know, the, the weaker spot. So I could see, like, in this game specifically, why why couldn't Jarwin have six or seven receptions and just eat up these, these inside linebackers? I, I think I think that's gonna happen way more often than what people anticipate this year. What do you think? Well,
2: I think the question now becomes what's the how is the math gonna change now that Leo Collins is missing these first three games? Who because both of these two guys that we're talking about are going to be the guys that are the actual ones who are going to need to make up for that production with Leo Collins. Not, not,
1: Yeah, give me the one that can actually block. Yeah,
2: well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's you, you may be right, but, I mean, it, it still may be benef- more beneficial depending on who they are facing uh, for Cam Irving to get help from a tight end as opposed to as opposed to a running back, so I I, I I guess my point is is that it is an interesting analysis because I do think that they are these guys are going to be very close in the number of, of receiving targets. Now, uh, the efficiency won't be close, you know. I mean, the, or the, or the, at least the it shouldn't the be at least uh, um, it shouldn't be yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think that you know, and I think that what you're trying to accomplish with each target are very different. But I, I think that, you know, I, I, as far as just pure number of targets, I think they will be very similar.
1: Yeah, I feel like, man, I don't know. I, I, I just can envision Jarwin in my head seeing 90 targets this season and catching 65, 70. I, I, I just think he's in for huge. Yeah. I, I, we'll see. Yeah,
2: we'll see. I, I The only thing that's tampered that is is, the first three weeks, I feel like he's going to have some blocking duties more than he normally will. And, you know, again... getting getting lamb i think ate into his targets a little bit but i i definitely agree he is people don't know about him they need to know about blake charwin
1: all right let's take a quick break we'll come back and we'll answer a few
0: more twitter questions hi i'm jake from locked on prices are based on rating plans that vary by state coverage options are selected by the customer availability amount of discounts and savings and eligibility vary by state okay
1: Landon. and this next one comes from donald uh he wants to know how much of a role do you expect trevon diggs and bradley and I to play this season obviously we both think that Travon diggs is going to play a lot uh potentially maybe even starting in week one uh but what do we see from bradley and I this year
2: I, yeah. I mean, I think Bradley and I is likely to be your healthy uh, and active each week. I mean, I, 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 just, I mean, I, I think he'll probably get some play a couple of different weeks, but I think it's likely that, you know, especially once Randy Gregory gets back, he's, he will kind of get more of a red shirt year. Now, I, I think he has been good in the training camp from what we've heard. I, I would like to see him on the field. Uh, I just, I just wonder if there aren't so many. There's so much talent in, in that room right now, um, and he's, he's, you know, the youngest guy. If they aren't going to either make him inactive and just kind of give him partial, a partial redshirt year with, I, I, like I said, I think he'll play a couple games for sure. But I would also would not be surprised if, if they ended up. Him, you know, him being just the healthy and active because they just have so yep, much talent yep. there, and, and they just want you know, they they have him watch for a year and see what he, what they got next year. Because you know the other thing is that Griffin and Smith they're all on short term deals, so it's you know you still have to have somebody at the end of the day to, to kind of be your understudy for the next season.
1: Yeah, unless there's some massive massive injuries on the defensive line, I have a hard time believing that Anais is ever going to be active and playing defensive snaps just because they have so much depth there. Uh, I did think it was interesting they kept Dorrance Armstrong on the 53-man roster. So even after, you know, guys like Tank and Griffin and Crawford and Alden Smith and eventually Gregory, you've got somebody like Dorrance Armstrong who is there. Uh, And my guess is the team is going to play him over somebody like Bradley and I. So just it's going to be a hard time seeing him uh, get on the field. Um, The last thing before we go, Landon. Um, did you want to talk? I, I know you, you've been fired up today about oh, no. uh, some of this, some of this uh, run data coming out from ESPN and Pro Football Focus. Did you, did you want to rant on that for two minutes?
2: I will. I, I, I guess here's my issue with this. And, you know, I, I think that it's, it's fascinating information. They're doing incredible stuff. And I, and I am a full supporter of, of analytics in football. Again, I think the problem has has been, has always been, and still is an application of of these analytics. And and I think, you know, uh, without knowing individual assignments of players, you know, it's very difficult to grade players on the results of the play. Right, because the results of the play have not just your performance it baked in, but the scheme that was chosen by the defense that you know dictated your assignment. Right. So, and the and the best the best example still is is on the Block 'Em Up podcast. They had uh, one of the Green Bay offensive tackles. I think it was blog, I could be wrong. Um, And he was talking about how for a while Aaron Rodgers. Uh, when it was they loved being out on in the open and being choosing to get, break the pocket and, and and get out and throw the football. And so he Yeah, cuz
1: it changes the angles of the throwing. Exactly. Yeah. So
2: his intentional uh, coaching point for several weeks Balaga's, the offensive tackle was to allow the the passer to get inside of him, push him wide or push him inside so that Rodgers could break the pocket, get outside and throw the football. Um you know, I think that, that that he talked about how he would get a whole bunch of negative grades from, I think it was PFF, um, because of that. You know, because of, 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 of them thinking that he was beat, being beaten. And I, and I think that that's, that's kind of where I've gotten to now, too, is that you can't – when you're grading a result, you cannot parse the difference between what was a, a player's performance and what was an assignment – and 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 frankly it's it's unfair to a large degree to grade a player solely on the result of a play individually because yeah, you don't yeah, know what yeah. y- like and I gave this example. If your coach gave you a terrible scheme, like if you you know all the Cowboys fans that hate what what's going on with the coaching with the defense last year, right? If if, if your coach told you not to disguise cover three Right. And,
3: yes, and yeah, and you
2: got burned uh, and you executed the, what the techniques that were coached to you to perfection, but you still got burned. Should you be getting a negative grade because you're coaching? Absolutely not. Your coach assigned you that. Well, that I think that's no. that's where I'm at now, too. Right. Is that
1: yeah, if you execute
2: their bad scheme to perfection, you you know, you did your job, essentially. So I, 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 that's 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 all I was getting at with the analytics thing. And they have the new run rocking defeating thing. And they're they're talking about Aaron Donald, and and they and they showed a video of him, you know, busting through the line of scrimmage, redirecting the the running back in the backfield. But no one made the tackle after he did that. And it's like, do you think he did his job? Do you think he didn't do his job? Like, you think because I think it feels like he did his job, and and so he shouldn't necessarily receive a negative, a minus on that play just because sure. someone else didn't do their job.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. This is why we come back to this thing that defense doesn't matter anyways. We got we have too many defensive stats. Let's worry about offense. It's the only thing that really matters. I
2: real quick, that's I will just joke. add that, that it, I think it's like physics and I told you this. They need a unified theory because the problem is just yeah. like physics, you know, everything breaks down at 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 the smallest level, right? When you get too close, when you get to the quantum level of physics things break down and that's what scientists have been trying to figure out a way to unify all of those theories and that's that's the issue here too is that it works from a ten thousand foot view it works from a unit view in a lot of ways epa and all these things there's an assumption that everyone's working towards a common goal but that kind of mm-hmm. breaks down when you get to the assignment level because sometimes the things that the individual players are doing are so specific that they don't necessarily make sense in the context of, you know, of what's being assigned to them. So it's hard for you to properly grade them when you don't know what is being assigned to them.
1: Yeah. Right. And I, I do think it's good that we're having these conversations now. And I think, um, having this kind of debate on Twitter is healthy long term for analytics. Yes, I uh, agree. we just have a we have a long ways to go. That's all. Because I'm say.
2: a pro analytics guy. Let me be clear. I, but I think yeah. that's why I keep hitting people on this because I think where they need to improve, where they need to get better, is is, is application.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I'm hoping again. These are just the we're the beginning stages of some of these, uh, you know, win rates for run, yeah. you know, stuffing and that kind of stuff. So we're 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 a ways away, but. I'm glad that we're having these debates, and I think in the next three, four, five years, you'll see uh, way more nuanced conversations about how guys are stopping the run. Are they actually good run defenders? Just like we've seen with pass rushers, right? I think the win rate that ESPN has for pass rushers is fantastic. You know, showing which guys are really good against one-on-one, which guys are struggle with double teams. I mean, the the stats that we had last year for like Robert Quinn specifically. Uh, you know, I, I thought that was really, really uh, uh, smart. So we're getting there. It takes time. Baby steps, everybody. Baby steps. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.